Well, hello all. Welcome back to Mixed Messages. I am here with my oldest son now, and I'm really pleased to introduce you to Gabriel Isaiah Zion Burr on the show today on the Father and Son series. Welcome, son. Thank you, father. Yes, son. <laughs> so you have all these names. Why don't we start there? Like, you've been Gabriel in the past. You've been Zion. I don't think you've ever really been Isaiah yet, have you? Not really. Has been the name that just got handed to me. Yeah, didn't it though? <laughs> you got handed no. these names. You were Zion in your younger years. And we've talked about this a little bit where like there was, you know, the younger years of Zion where you had the spirit of Zion and then you also had, you know, all of us yelling at you, Zion. So for a while there, you kind of like decided, okay, I'm done with Zion, right? I don't want to be yelled at Zion. So then you, you uh, chose Gabriel in Florida when you went to school there. But you also kind of did that, I think, you because Jabron changed his name to Michael at the same time because you guys had two funky names for Florida school. Does that, does that sound familiar? Do you remember that? Yeah, that's correct. And plus, like, Gabriel, I would say it's more like my ego self. And then Zion's more my spiritual, kind self. Mm. So you do feel a difference between the personalities a little yeah. bit with the name. Yeah. I am a Gemini, so I have multiple personalities. And how it interacts is what the names. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because when your mother and I named you, you know, one of the thoughts of giving all these names, I can't speak for exactly what we were thinking at that time, you know, but in my mind, they were to give you the option to have these different types of distinguished names, right? So like Gabriel Burr sounds a little bit more professional. Isaiah Burr sounds like a jazz musician. Zion Burr sounds like an artist or a spiritualist. And so I had that in mind, but now you're saying that's really played out for you. Yeah, sure did. So then tell us about Gabriel. What's your ego like? I mean, you don't have to go into all like the good and I mean the bad or things that, you know, don't be hard on yourself. I'm just saying like just generally, how do you notice the difference between Gabriel and Zion? It's like a type of ego where you try to act cool. But like right now, if people still call me Gabriel, I'm still Zion. Only, like, my family can really call me Zion because it has that connection. You have to, like, become one of my pack to even call me Zion. Mm, that makes sense. No one else should be able to unless they're in my pack. Mm, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Gabriel is my first name, so I have to go with it. Especially in school and stuff, right? It's easier. That's what you're registered as, Gabriel. Okay, so you see yourself as Zion now, and then you translate when other people call you Gabriel. You're like, I'm Zion, but you're not saying it out loud, right? But you're acting like Zion, right? That is correct. What's Zion like? I mean, I, I love Zion, right? I think a lot of people just really adore Zion and always have. So how do you see yourself as Zion, if you don't mind me asking? Zion's basically like a very spiritual type of guy that really wants to like get good grades, like wants to be like the best student. He wants competition. He wants to win. So... That kind of stuff. If he's interested in something, he'll do his best to make the best design or get the highest grades or have the best time management. So Zion is like your higher self. Yeah. So it's, Zion feels like he's more a go-getter. It's kind of more ambitious. and That is correct. And he wants to do the right thing for himself and others. Yeah. So that's his kind self where you actually will open the door for someone else or go help out. He's not the type of guy to be like, hey, can I help you out? He just does it. I know that guy. Yeah. I mean, you really did that with the story property and just on so many levels, right? Yeah, I noticed the difference. I mean, I'm, I'm not quite to the place where I can say the Gabriel or the Zion, right? But just straight up Zion. 
like you know there's when you're not in your ego self and you're just you're being the kind zion like taking a walk with you like conversations like you know you're definitely super present and and you share more as a person i feel like you also reveal yourself and are more honest about what's going on inside your head and your feelings as zion which is always really refreshing so we'll kind of go back i guess and kind of take it another direction for a second so when your brother was on the show and we first started these, I asked him what he remembers as some of his earliest memories. I don't know if you've thought about it in a while, but do you have like really early memories that come to mind? You know, like even just when you think back, like at your youngest self, do you remember any places or things or people or moments? I would say like my younger years, definitely experienced in New York. It's one of them. Yeah, you have images in New York when you're really young too, right? Not like the older boys taking the train alone like when you're actually really young yeah <laughs> those are cool so that puts you at about four and five that's about as far back as many of us remember unless we dig deep do you think you remember anything before four and five do you remember anything before new york as a little boy i remember like at that age around that age earlier just seeing my parents argue mm -hmm. like i memorize everything sometimes i just say i don't but since i was a baby Till now, I memorize everything, but sometimes I just don't want to think about it. Mm, good to hear. Yeah. So you do feel like you have a really strong memory of, you've stored in your computer bank, but you don't pull it up very much. Yes, that is correct. It's like, it's something like you look at a pitch and you're like, oh yeah, I remember doing that. It's not, obviously I'm not going to remember like every single hour or every single second or minute when I was like a baby until now. Nobody on earth can do that. But you can still memorizing like some of the stuff at a few times to get older. The only best way is looking at pictures, or if you bring that up, saying, "Oh, have you went? Remember that Costa Rica trip we went to?" Sure, sure. That's one. Oh, remember when you lived in Park City, Utah? That's another one. Yeah. Oh, remember like when we used to live in Tampa, Florida? That's another one. That's fun. Why don't we go to Tampa for a minute? Did you ever see dolphins there when we were there? Or do you remember? Multiple times. Yeah, that was a nice time. So yeah, you were very young when your mom and I started arguing more and, and got divorced. And it's, you know, it stuck with us our whole life, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was heavy. Do you, do you remember what the fighting felt like or did it look, sounded like? Or did it just, was it just kind of just remember the feeling? Just remember witnessing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I've just seen two parents just argue and then get frustrated about everything and then... Mm -hmm seen like family drama since the beginning till now and i'm glad my both my parents are getting along so that's a good feeling knowing that their family got along they mm. have good conversations they just went on had some brunch together question mark today yeah we went and had brunch over at the flagstaff cafe and came back here to the office and chatted for a couple more hours so yeah they had brunch so you know, I mean, many people talk about it, but, you know, as far as like in books or in psychology, but they don't really talk about it in life, about like how difficult it is to, you know, grow up in a divorced family. It really is challenging. I mean, growing up in, in nuclear families that are always fighting also are not so good, right? Mm -hmm. Or growing up, you know, I mean, everybody has family stories, but nonetheless, divorced families, it makes it really tough, especially on a young child who now doesn't have their parents together and life just doesn't seem the same. You know, I, I, when I thought about opening the show, one of the things that I wanted to kind of remind us about the show, both the audience, thank you for being here, and, and then you, son, is kind of what is the meaning of mixed messages? So I looked up the definition. I know you know, but I'm just going to say it again so it kind of brings 
light into kind of the whole reason why we're having these conversations, right? So it says here, just on the top level of mixed messages, any communication that is contradictory or inconsistent or unclear, especially in its motive or in, in intent. You know, what that means to me, or here's an example, uh, mixed messages is when your words say one thing and or your bodies and vocal tones say another. You know, like if you wanted, if you say I love you, but it sounds like uh, I love you, you know, like you're not into it. That's kind of a mixed message. It's like, do you really love me? Because it didn't sound like you love me, the way you said it. And so what I hope to get from these shows moving forward, and you know, we're on episode like 20-something now, in our 20s, right? And someday there'll be hundreds. So what I really try to get from this is to make sure that we're having really honest conversations with each other to where we know we're not sending mixed messages, right? And we know that we don't have a false motive. So I'm telling you, oh, I support you for these reasons, Zion, but like, I'm only really supporting you for these reasons that I don't tell you about, or, you know, like manipulation or like, and then also if you're hurt about something in your life and yet you don't talk about it, you also can feel like you can say I love you and you can mean it and you can have normal conversations, but you're holding on to something that you haven't gotten a chance to say so that you can get it off your chest and be honest about it. So I think this is with what I did with your brother and what I'm doing with you is my effort to say, you know, for me, at least as a human and as a father, I want to ensure that I do that first and foremost now after 20 some episodes with other people. I do it with my sons. You know, I do it with you too as the people that I love the most to make sure that I'm not sending any mixed messages. And also, I would appreciate you not sending any mixed messages in return, right? You know? And so, some, you know, sometimes just sitting down and, and having a deeper conversation, particularly in front of a microphone, your brother and I got to realize kind of helps make sure that we just flush that out. And then also maybe gives people an example in the world who might be having a harder time having conversations with their parents or with their children that it can be done. Yeah, it's not just their parents or like children. It's about romance relationships, friends, and family members, or coworkers, bosses. Spot on. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody. We don't want to be sending mixed messages to anyone, do we? No. And we don't want to receive mixed messages from other people, do we? No. No. No, that's great. Great caveat and compliment of that. Thank you. So that's the mixed messages show. And I feel like the difference between, you know, me too, like when I'm, I'm trying to think about like, I don't have a name to associate to my ego versus like my higher self, right? Or my lower self versus my higher self or my more unspiritually evolved self versus my higher self, right? There's a stressed out version of me that is less available and more grumpy and, you know, that you had to grow up with at times when I was overwhelmed as a father, you know, and then there's probably the more laid back, calm version of me now that we've been able to get to over time. But, you know, I was not always the easiest father. I believe I've always been very, very loving, but I am not was not an easy father. There were times when I was loud or I sent, I did send mixed messages because I was stressed about something that I didn't make you make it be your fault or things like that, you know? And I definitely acknowledge that and get that over time. What do you feel about that? I feel like I learned a lot of my discipline from you. Okay. You always push me harder to be like the best I can be. It was at that moment where I go over to my mom's place, start having bad habits, and then you have to fix my bad habits, and then going back and forth. So it's that kind of moment where you actually taught me discipline, as you like get up in the morning, where my mom would be like, it's all good, you can sleep in, you can like rest, you don't have to make it to class. But like my mom's laid back, and I love her for that. Mm -hmm. So I learned my relax, laid back self, and you learn to be like, you got to make your bed. It's your living hood. 
If you can't make your bed, then you know you're not. <laughs> if your household is getting messed up, you know you're not the right moment in your life. Right, right. So right now, like going back to college, living on campus again, my room's really clean, made bed. Anybody can walk in that room, sees everything organized. And it wasn't always like that. My room used to be messy, bunch of stuff on the floor, garbage hasn't been taken out. So yeah, if you don't have that discipline to get up in the morning, go brush your teeth, go take a shower, or even make your bed or go to the gym or meditate, you're obviously not going to be able to have a clean room because if you don't have motivated, just clean your room. It's going to mess up everything else. Like when you go to work, uh, if you're a college student, when you go to class, you're not going to be focused in classroom. You're not going to do a lot of your homework. You're not going to study in your room. You're just going to be going like, I want to watch TV on my free time. I should be studying. Or I could be playing video games or having a party with a couple of my friends. And But if you have a clean room, you're like, nah, I feel like just reading a book or doing some research and not going out to like party. Yes, I got invited to a few parties. I said, no, it's not worth it. That one moment can ruin you. And there's always other ways to have fun, especially when you're sober. So you just got to learn to have good discipline and knowing how to like, yeah, just pray. It looks all really good on you, right? I can totally believe that your room is totally dialed in right now. And you're into fashion at, the, at this moment too. You're kind of like redoing your, your vibe, your fashion and stuff. What have you learned so far about fashion? I learned that with my fashion, it really helps out because like you can dress differently. It really shows you're more professional. I have different outfits of like going out, hanging out or going to a few events. And then another thing is like a lot more people respect you. And I'm getting, and a lot more college girls think you're attractive. They're more interested in you. They actually want to chat with you. They actually like a couple of days ago, I got like a note and like um, chocolate from a girl, oh, wow. a college girl on campus. Okay. But also I was being loved. I was being kind, being respectful. You got to treat women right. And then that's how it happened. Got to help them out. But you can't wrestle them from the ocean. You just got to be there for them, but not be there. You got to be present with them. Be like, check on them, but don't fully check on them. Don't fully depend on them. But you also got to treat them right. And then they'll notice, wow, this guy is like actually a good man. But obviously, like, not a lot of women experience that, so they don't know what to do, and they get shy, and then... It's complicated, yeah. It's definitely yeah, complicated. Definitely complicated. So on the on the fashion side, I totally see it. Like, I guess even how you were rolling today, and, like, and I've noticed that I tended to underdress myself quite often, and then I would try to... I went through different phases of fashion, for sure, but I think it does make me more comfortable when I see somebody who's taken time to make themselves look good. Like just the, the way they put the, the jacket fits the pants, fits the shirt, you know, it's got some style, a little flair, you know, so I can see why people approach you more when you're well-dressed, right? It's like, it doesn't seem like it's like a mystery because you can kind of go, oh, that person seems to like put themselves together well and seems to be interesting. I guess that's the word that I would think is people who dress themselves well are just naturally more interesting. What do you think about that theory? I think about it. It's not just random clothes. You got to like have clothes that actually match. And then you got to like start a real team where basically you got to wash those clothes. You got to make sure they don't have wrinkles. You got to have like your belt and you have your jeans up to your wrist. That's the spot you need at. So that way it doesn't look like you're down. So it doesn't look like you're like a little kid, like dragging your pants 
or you can't have it too up because I'll look really weird. They call that old man. Yeah, they yeah say you don't want to look man. like a grumpy old man. <laughs> yeah. So you have to have it the right spot. And you just got to know what to dress. You got to do research of knowing what's your interest. Like, whatever wear, you're basically advertising it. So just think about that. That's a great point. Yeah, whatever you wear, you're advertising it. Tell me about your love for sports. You actually really like sports. I mean, I guess you probably have a love frustration with sports because you don't get to play them as much. But like, what do you love about sports? I love seeing your love for sports and you've got me more into it. And I was actually into sports as a young person. Your mom was very athletic and into sports. What do you like about sports? I like the competition. I rather do the sport because I feel like I'll be more in the competition. But there's some sports you're just not meant for. And you just got to work hard and you have to be in that spot. And... High chance of a concussion, all this other stuff. That's why I'd rather watch it and just cheer for the team and then seeing like plays go down. Obviously, I'm not into watching it as much unless it's like if it's like learning about like the teams, about the culture and stuff. But you're really good at keeping up with the personalities, like the players. And I think it makes sense that you explain that you like the competitions because I mean, that's they're the competition, right? They're playing on our behalf and their skills are what we get to admire. It is pretty admirable, isn't it? Just seeing these guys just perform like just unbelievable athletes out there. I think the whole world is enamored with sports. You know, I kind of got myself kind of out of it for a while, but I now understand completely why it's like superhuman. You get to watch like superhuman beings like really work their hardest competing. Yeah, it kind of motivates you. Sure. Yeah. So there's going to be like this competition for like flag football. So I'm going to try my best to, like, get playing way ahead and work on my throws. Like, somehow, like, a lot of people say it. My dad says it. My mom said it. My brother says it. Like, I know how to throw. You got a great spin on the ball and a good throw and, yeah, and accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. And by me watching the game of NFL, I understand a lot of the plays. You really do. You, you call them out and everything. Yeah. So by me knowing the plays... If I have like a team, and I already do have a team that's interested in playing, I'm going to have my brother, Trenton, and Cheesy. So I'm going to have those three buds of mine, including my brother and the three. And we're going to like build the ultimate team. Me and Trenton, like he's my personal trainer now. Like not a lot of students on campus be like, meet like a cool guy that's like your personal trainer. Yeah, that's really lucky. That actually like goes to college for that degree. He knows the nutrients, so he knows how to teach you how to eat good. He knows how to work out. And he knows how to teach Kung Fu. Like, he teaches me Kung Fu on the side. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's awesome. I don't even have to go to a Kung Fu class. He's right. just casually teaching me, like, just, just like that. Yeah. So you just got to surround yourself with good friends because don't let your ego go. Don't be like, why would I hang out with Trent if I hang out with this crew? But, like, just gotta like, you can't hang out with that crew. They'll make you do bad choices. So stick with the real guys. That's the smart guys. The people actually like bring you up, not bring you down or bring the middle where they're at. Yeah. Well, it warms my heart to hear you say that and to go in that direction for sure. Yeah. I like your crew. Definitely. I'm but it doesn't mean you shouldn't say hi to them or like say how you're doing. Sure. It just doesn't mean you don't hang out with them. Don't spend more out of that time because as a Christian, even any Christian can fall. 
Like I fell down hard the last few years. I lost my faith and now I'm trying to get back into my faith. So now I'm understand forgive people for what they've done and I forgive both my parents of like what they've done. I forgive all my past relationships and forgive whoever does anything wrong and just see how they're doing and just be love. That's what my brother's favorite like catchphrase, like be love. So Yeah. It's groovy, man. <laughs> I love that stuff. Yeah. So then on the negative front, then when you think about your ego, you know, and it doesn't have to be the name Gabriel, but we'll just say Gabriel just for the sake of it, because you said it. What's the kind of shit that Gabriel does that, that's not so cool? The kind of stuff he wants to do. Yeah, he just wants to hang out with the crew guys, like, but they're not even that cool. It's at that moment you're like, dang, do you really want to drink with these guys or smoke weed or basically worry about getting laid and not being in a committed relationship, do friends with benefits? Just not the way to go. Like, you just got to meet the right woman, go out with her, and not just be like, oh, do you want to have sex? Not like that at all. But like, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Just not like just hang out with her because that ego, you just, it's not the way to go. It's like, you can't just sleep with women laughing right because you just got to get them know them more. Like, what if you got her pregnant and then you're stuck with her the rest of your life? Because, like, what have I always said there? What was my big advice on that one? You want to share? You got to wrap it up. Yeah. Or the other term? No glove. No glove, no love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've thought a lot about what you just shared, you know, for myself and for humanity, for everybody, because everybody goes with that, right? And my, your mom and I were actually talking about it a little bit today at brunch was, you know, I think I kind of look at our personalities. We can kind of have these like three personalities. There can be the kind of, um, you know, get by, status quo, kind of semi-asleep. I had another word for it that's I'm fumbling with right now, but it's basically like unaware, you know, you're just doing what you do. You don't even know why you're doing it. And it's kind of a mixture of your your ego and your heart and everything. But you're basically like oblivious to your decisions and why you're doing them and what you're doing. Right? Exactly. And then you have kind of your lower self, which is like the voice in your head that's saying, yeah, let's go do all this negative stuff. What's the problem? Like what's, you know, whatever. Yeah. And tells you to do the, the negative stuff. And then you have your higher self, which is kind of on the other side of your ear saying, no, man, like life's moment, you know, everything else you just said on the positive. So I think that's kind of part of the, the challenge, right? Is that we, to be our truest selves, we have to kind of acknowledge all those personalities, but to really walk in an awakened way and try to focus on good behavior to be operating in your higher self all the time as much as you can is a choice and it's habits and behavior, right? Yeah, it really does change your behavior. My ego self would be like, I want to go to the nightclub and pick up chicks, like call chicks to get laid and dance with them and stuff. But at the end of the day, like going to the club, you realize they hang out with multiple guys and you don't need that woman in your life, like at all. And during that stage, I was like a big gamer too. I'd be like hanging out with these dudes I don't even know in real life, just gaming all the time. And just that was my other ego self. It's a gamer dude, right? Gamer dude. That's yeah. just... Well, a lot of those guys really turned on you too, didn't they? I mean, they like well, they act like you're a friend, but then like the other side of the story, separate from the women, is that the guys themselves aren't very loyal, are they? No, they're not. Another thing about it, I would say dude, and just so lame. That's like, what I'm saying. Like your voice changes when you even think about that guy, right? Yeah. Like, let's get the Zion voice back. 
Hey, Zion. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of stressful, huh? Yeah. Making good decisions are really a difficult thing for all of us in life, son. No, it definitely is. Like, not drinking really impacts a lot. Like, do you realize I had a lot more fun being sober than drinking alcohol? Mm. So that's a stuff. Yeah. So, I do too now. Yeah. And you've seen me go through some difficult times. Yeah. And we both went rough times. Just like, yeah, I got saved multiple times, but like, from God. God's the real thing. Like, straight up. Like, yeah, he really helped me out multiple times. And it's just like, it's stuff that you need. It's not about stuff you want. I needed to be saved multiple times, and he was there for me. There would have been moments I could have been in jail or I could have got a DUI, but he was like, no, nah, that's not happening to you at all. And he was like, just make better decisions. Learn from like the real friends. Learn from your parents of making real decisions and don't go through that way. And I learned, I'm like, yeah, I know how to handle temptation. Like if somebody asks me to drink with them, I'll say no. Like straight up no, or I'll just walk away. And I don't smoke weed, I don't do drugs. I've been sober for a very long time now. And it's the best feeling. Life's so much better when you're sober, when you're not. Thank you, God. I just want to say thank you, God. That's so awesome. Thank you, God. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. What about family? Do you who do you remember on your dad's side and who do you you are a lot closer to your mom's side of the family? So how about your extended family? Are you close to her or not? You don't have to say close to it, but like, you know, you want to tell us who they are, who you can think of? I would say like more my mom's side because yeah. I hang out with them a lot more. For sure. Growing up, my dad's side, I hanged out with a few of them, but it's more like my aunt or my grandma and my cousin. No one else is really what I hang out. Maybe like my great-grandma Ricky is another person. But other than that, or yeah, just like, Mostly my mom's side, like my cousins, my aunts and uncles, my grandparents. It's nice, isn't it, to have extended family? Sure does. I mean, I know all of our family's a little crazy, right? And, you know. And they have their drama and their, yeah, I just, I love them, but it's not something I want to hang out with them. I'd rather hang out like with real friends or my parents or my brother. Mm -hmm. Brothers with an S because yeah. I have a younger brother. I have two younger brothers to be Zach. <laughs> you sure do. Yeah. He's, talk, he's talking about Tahoe the dog. Tahoe is definitely a part of the Burr Boy family now. He is the youngest brother of all and hangs with the crew. It truly delights me that you and your brother have become so close and over the years and have really established the relationship that you have now. It's, so, it's such a beautiful thing to witness. I know you love your brother, and I know he loves you, and you guys have each other's back, and you still bust each other's balls, which is good. Keep each other on our toes. What do you think about your brother? What's, give us a few words about Jabron. What's your take on him? About my brother, there's no other, nobody else can replace my brother at all. So it just shows that he's really good. He's there for you. And he taught me a lot. He taught me how to eat better. He taught me all the good organic stuff that's good for your immune system. He taught me all that kind of stuff. I was like, what is this? You really think I want to eat this? And then he's like, yeah, you're going to enjoy it. He's the type of guy that actually even shows you products that's like agi handmade, not factory based. And he loves that. And they see I can get like a phone case that you can recycle. 
and you can just dig it under the ground and it'll become the ground. And we need more materials like that. We have so many plastic around the world. I understand it's like that moment where all those plastics, like, yes, I can get a water bottle, but why don't you just get one water bottle and just refill it multiple times with that water bottle, not the plastic water bottles where you just buy another one. I know it's easy to grab one, but people just got to stop being lazy. Just like, dang, you're not in like Africa or any other country where they're starving to get water. They're like, dang, I want a little bit of water. And people are just like out here wasting water, um, just like getting water bottles and not being like, yeah. That's one of the things about our food. We produce the most food in this country, America, than any other country. And we throw away most of that food too. Do you imagine if we didn't throw away all that food, we would be able to feed the whole world? So it just shows like how selfish people can get and greedy. And yeah, that's why our planet's getting, that's why our planet's dying. That's why people are planning going to Mars because they know what's going to happen in the next 30 years. That's a fun kind of topic to wrap up on. If it was a perfect world for Zion, both you personally and just the world at large, help us imagine what that world would look like. Well, there is a world that's like that. That's heaven. It's the type of world where you can live as long as you want and you can enjoy life. Like what earth used to be in the Old Testament where before Evan E ate the apple is the world I wanted to be in. Sounds beautiful. And now that we're still in this world, what is some of the things you, I know we just talked through like some of your degrees and things you were talking through. Like, looks like you're, did you get any luck with doing the industrial design thing? Were you able to check that out at the school and switch your degree or haven't gotten to that yet? I've been a busy guy. Yeah, you're super busy, super busy. Yeah. I'm not rushing you. I guess my question really more is, have you thought about that more since we talked about it at Super Bowl and does it still feel like the right direction or what what direction are you going in as far as your education now? And that's really for the audience, right? I'm sharing with them more so than me. What are you into? I would say, yeah, I'm going to definitely do that degree. And another thing is I'm going to like do that. I'm just waiting to like think about it and give myself, I don't have to register for the classes and get in that degree. I have to another month to think about it. You have plenty of time and you can yeah. change your mind too, right? Yeah, no hurry. So, I mean, the honest truth is, you know, you were exploring right now. You're exploring right now as to what you might want to be and when you grow up, so to speak, right? And so that's the cool thing about college that you just shared before, though, is where else do you get your bros that you get to put together a really killer flag football team and you really get to practice together and you really get to play it out and these become possibly your friends for life or at least your closest friends now and they help you pick the high road with good decisions and good intentions, right? And so college is often a place where you get to explore what you might want to become without knowing when you go in, right? So you're still you're still exploring, which is cool. Totally fair. No hurry. It's complicated though, isn't it? Same thing. Women are complicated. Picking what you do for a living is complicated. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. the funniest thing, like I was able to fit some time in my schedule to go meet up to, like my counselor to switch my degree by next school year. Well, apparently he's been busy too, so I couldn't have the time to like, every time he was either in a meeting or he wasn't in his office. So I got to figure out like a good time to go meet up with him. I'm probably going to send him an email during this weekend to schedule a time where I can talk to him about it. And then basically that way 
there's going to be a wait list. So that's why I got to do ahead of time where I'm not on the wait list. I'm guaranteeing the spot. So that's what I got to do. I just feel like my dad knows like what my passion is. And I love building stuff with hands. So why not go into digital technology? And then I did some research and I could do CAD design, a couple classes to even learn the material at an university. So my dream universities, my two dream universities was Colorado University and Colorado State University. Is that Fort Collins and Boulder? Is that right? Or, that is correct. Okay. So that would be awesome, like going through those degrees and learning that good material. I might try to go to those university because that's my dream university. Why not go for go it? Go for the dream, baby. Go, go for, for the, the dream. dream. Yep. And the best part about it is you just got to work hard every day and get good grades and apply for scholarships and you'll be able to go to any university you want and not have to take out a loan. So whoever is listening to this, just keep that in mind. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Good call out. Good call out. All right. Well, good. I think we've done our time. You know, I, I feel like we get to have these conversations every day, which I'm so grateful for. I can tell you for myself, I don't have anything anymore that we haven't resolved already, right? Like I feel like we're like steadfast and and I'll tell you if I feel like something has changed or you pissed me off or I don't think you're telling me the truth or you know what I mean, like I'm going to be honest with you, right? You feel like you have that with me? You can tell me too. That's a father's son like type of thing. Like every family has that. Like it just shows like the dad actually cares about his son trying to be like, you sure you're telling me the truth or you're lying? It's just like, that's the other mixed meshings thing. That's where like, that's literally what's happening to every single family. And that's why some kids become troublemakers because they're having mixes with their parents or and that's why they become the rebel or the good kid. It just really depends how you're raised, how you treat your kids. And yeah, you just can't treat your kids like dogs or they're going to act like dogs. Mm-hmm. Good advice. Your brother said something like that too. Very similar. Funny thing about that, pretty much like me and my brother are a lot similar and it just shows like we're the brothers. So Except you're better looking, right? Um <laughs> I'll let um about that. Just kidding, Jabril. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you. Thank you for being here on the mic. Well, I can't wait to do more episodes with you later, but I feel really good about this. It was an awesome session. Couldn't have asked for more. How about you? You got anything else to say? Um, Nothing else really to say other than we can have a competition and, who's, and then see who's more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll think about putting like a little post up and see what's going <laughs> All right. I love you, man. I love you too. Yeah, I got your back. I know you got mine. Of course. Of course. All right, that's it. Mixed messages, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Be love. Mixed messages. 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 Mixed messages.